0: A day no, your, your Pajamas, Hazel. Pardon? A day your Pajamas. Eh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> we were like Hazel's dress from the waist up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's then, very funny. And then you couldn't <laughs> hear us. They're actually, <laughs> they're actually my lounge trousers. Actually, thank <laughs> you very much. Business on the
1: top.
2: Hello and welcome back to the Vet Space Ireland podcast. I'm Michelle McGuire, and I'm Hazel Mullins. The aim of Vetspace Ireland is to entertain, inform, engage, and inspire. And we are delighted to be back with a new lineup of guests for 2021.
0: This week, we are joined by our special guest, Eamon O'Connell of Summerhill Vets and Nina. He's a large animal vet, a dairy herd health cert holder, and you might know him as the Moo Vet on Instagram. So hi Eamon, how are you? It's great to have you on the Vet Space podcast.
1: Hi Hazel. Hi Michelle, how's things? Hi, Eamon. Yeah, pleasure to be on.
0: Um, you are a mixed vet from Tipperary working in, in Nina and Summer, Summerhill Veterinary Clinic. Um, yeah,
1: I'm I'm a mixed I'm a mixed vet working in Tip. I'm a Limerick man originally, just Ooh. so, so we we'll get that out of the way. Get
0: that, get that in there. Yeah. <laughs> we may or yeah, may important. not have written that down as a question early <laughs> before you came on. <laughs> and I think yeah. there now, Michelle, for another question, maybe. Um See, maybe
1: I should have written down all the answers. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, tell us about yourself and tell us about your veterinary journey, Eamon, firstly.
1: Um, okay, so I grew up on a dairy farm. Um and as a young kid I probably wasn't that wasn't that mad about cows, probably a bit afraid of them until like fifteen or sixteen, all of a sudden dad was like, Right, well, you've got to start doing something now. Like stop stop hiding away and avoiding work. So once it got stuck in, I really liked it. And I was, I was thinking about it today as I was driving around the veterinary journey. I remember filling out my CAO, and like veterinary was pretty much the only option. And the career guidance teacher was like, you've got to put in other choices. So my second choice was optometry. And I was thinking, why did I put it in? And the only reasons because it had last. There, no there was no other reason for putting optometry as <laughs> my second choice. So, handy. So if I didn't get veterinary, yeah. If I didn't get veterinary, I was repeating. So luckily I saved <clears> in with the points. I think there were, there were five. 40 back in the day, 2001, I think, when I joined UCD. And I got 545. I was delighted. And I got out, you know, six. And my first job was in, the, in TIP, myself, and Aidan Doyle, who was in college with me. Mean, both of us took a job in the same practice at the same time. And we just stayed there and stayed there. And then we bought out the practice in 2016, the two of us. And so now we're two partners in a nine vet mix practice and kind of how did that happen? Oh,
2: you've nine vets there in Summerhill.
1: Yeah, summer part time. Yeah, oh,
2: yeah. Jeez, that's
1: but good fun. Yeah, it's good fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very steep, very steep learning curve. So how long yeah. were you out it when? You, a steep learning curve.
0: When you um bought into the practice,
1: uh, I got a qualified now six or so ten years.
0: Ten years. Very good. Ten years. Yeah,
1: it was like we were just a cliche of not not travelling or not seeing the world or anything. Like we. Did the interview before the exams at the time? Um, the two of us struggled down in the car together. Did the interview, and he was like, "Yeah, well, come on, come on board." And we're like, "Okay, yeah, fine." And like, came back from the class holiday and went through. Oh, go and do a bit of work, and we sure. never moved. Worked out great, yeah. Great,
0: yeah, and I suppose well, that's quite rare nowadays. I think you know a lot of a lot of um, I don't know. Well, myself anyway, I moved around three jobs, and I I think you know it's it's um it's nice to, to kind of get that first job and really love it and just, you know, but it's also good to move on and, and experience new places too. But um, yeah, it's kind of, this is why well, we do.
1: That, that, yeah, that's a, that's a regret as such a little bit because like when I look at other people now, especially when you're on social media and you see what everybody's doing and they're going to New Zealand for two years and they're going to the UK and they're going to the US and I'm kind of going, well, I went to Nina and I stayed in the, <laughs> but I'm, I'm the only place I went outside of that was on my holidays. So yeah, that's one yeah. bit of a regret. But on the other hand, we were lucky as was the two of us, me and, in the we, our boss was a very kind of hands off. He was just, you guys are both professionals. So go do the work. And we sort of got dropped in the deep end, but in a way it was great because you, you learned on your feet. And to be fair, to give Tipperary people credit, it's a really nice part of the country there. Um, and, <laughs> They're nice farmers. They're very understanding. They they let us learn on our feet. Um, and it is it, it's a nice place. So yeah, you'd be you're slow to move. You know that kind of way. And like we're lucky, it's a lot of dairy work too. We're like there's some suckers, but we're not. We're not like some of the people like up. My wife is some Mayo, Like we're all suckers up there. So mm. we're we're kind of lucky. We're a little bit pampered here with nice farmers and and That's easy nice. to manage animals. Yeah.
2: And Damon, when you bought the practice thing, because we had uh, Tommy Heffernan on with us mm. um, early on in the year, last year, and he was saying that the change from when he went from being an assistant to a partner, like he struggled a bit with that, like and oh, yeah. he probably it's, did things wrong and he learned so many lessons. And you yeah. know, how did you find that or
1: it's it's mad, like we were we were the old I suppose the older side of being on commission when we were when we were working. So we did the work, as much work as you could do, got paid for it and left so we didn't have to worry about the bills or we didn't have to worry about the overheads or we didn't have to worry about credit or we didn't have to worry about the staff and even the relationship with the farmers i found changed very quickly when when you became the boss as such because all of a sudden like you were looking at their account going you know what you owe me some money here and 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 we're yeah. going to have to have that awkward conversation which you never had to have before and kind of even with our boss was real old school at the old side he was in his it wasn't quite in his seventies, but he was he, he wasn't doing any large animal work. He was the boss of the large animal clinic. So the attitude was, oh look at you're, you're just out there making money for him and, and he's loaded and we were the poor little guy running around and we, we got an awful lot of an awful lot of um I suppose credit and farmers were very appreciative of us. But all of a sudden when you're when you're the guy that's suddenly moving into that role a little bit where you have to take a slight step back and you're not rushing to do all the calls because you've got to delegate a little bit. I suppose your your relationship changes a bit. Yeah, it, it was a big, it was a shock to the system. It was a good shock to the system, but it was a shock to the system. Yeah,
0: yeah I'd say you'd be a nice boss, and I'd say most of the time. <laughs> most of the time,
1: but things and, yeah. well.
0: Well, when things, things are going yeah. well. When things are going well.
1: When things are going well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and look, like I I've listened to Tommy, and I am a big fan of Tommy. I think he's he's very practical and very honest about everything. Like you know, if when he's yeah. made mistakes, he'll say he's made mistakes. But like we we've definitely made some horrendous mistakes from the point of view of, from, from every sort of, you know, because like, when you're, when you're a vet and that's what you are, you know, you've, you you treat the sick animals and you, you do your work and that's all consuming and it's brilliant and you're, you try to get better at it and you try to further yourself at it. Whereas suddenly when you become the boss, like you've got no education in, in people management, in HR, in credit control, in business, mm. in minding your money, in accounts, and you're just like, it's mad, yeah. So no, I, I have to say I like it, but it it's um it can be a bit of a head melt, right? Yeah, yeah. and a
0: steep learning curve, yeah. I'd say. Yeah, Massive.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. But that's good practice. You're like, it's not taking it too seriously, but yeah.
0: And when you said you weren't um, kind of naturally drawn to maybe the cows and stuff at home, you know, and something kind of you know, switched in your, in your mind. And, you know, veterinary, you said it was the only thing really you put down. Yeah. Why was that? Like what, what really draw, drawed you to the, the idea of it?
1: When I got to leave and like I would have been, like, I suppose up until my teenage years, I was, I just remember being younger and being kind of afraid of, of cows and stuff. And I suppose I was probably insulated a bit because my dad was quite young and he'd do all the work. And look, if, if I didn't want to, Come out like he's okay, well, going stay, and I'll go and head off and get everything done and get back in again. Whereas when you got to a certain age, where I suppose that was looking and going, you know what, you're you, you're going to be useful to me. Like <laughs> so, we need to get you outside and get working. When I did, then all of a sudden I was like, you know what, I quite like this. And like realistically, I remember one day sitting down and even start going, well, it's either farming or veterinary for me. And farming, where we are in West Limerick, and my dad was really young at the time. My dad's only 62 now, so like. Even now, and I'm qualified, what am I qualified 14 years or whatever? Like, he's still flying at farming at home. So, there was never an opportunity where I was going to go farming at home as such. And, like, it, I suppose now with a lot of knowledge and stuff, there's people in share farming and they're renting farms. But at the time, you went farming at home if you were going to go farming. So, that was never going to be an option. So, the vet me was only the, was kind of almost the only logical way to go because, like, I was a big, you'd always have be a big fan of the, the, the vet when you come in and, you know, get the calf out of the cow, or cure the sick cow, or whatever. There was a there was a little bit of magic to that kind of thing. You
2: know? Yeah, yeah. hear And have you any? Um, do you cattle yourself now on the go? Or
1: yeah, like I was reading. We <laughs> had a couple of questions, and it was like, "What do you do in your downtime?" And I was like, "How can I say that I go outside and farm in my downtime?" <laughs> <It's> just, yeah, <laughs> we bought a house and a bit of land in about five six years ago now, and like I keep a couple of pedigree. Aberdeen Angus cows. Well like oh, lovely. Eight cows and keep their calves and um like I said when all the kids are going to bed and the house is tidy up at night, head out there for an hour and clear the head. So
0: yeah. It's uh you know it's it's I it's like me going home um on the farm as well after a long day and you know it's something different about going home though to your own animals. Like it's uh, there it's, is,
1: yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um because I know people say like what are you doing keeping animals or keeping cattle, when you're dealing with cattle all day, every day. But it's different having your own, Mm. having your own couple of ones. Now, look, it doesn't, it doesn't come without, without its disappointments or whatever. I I treat it as a, as a pastime or as a hobby. And it's nice. And look, we have three young kids and nice to get them out out of the house, out to the farm. It's only a couple Mm. of acres, like, but at least they get outside, get a bit of fresh air and get to appreciate a little bit of what we had when we were younger, you know, so.
0: And do you I sell remember. the bulls and things that they, you know? Do you and do yeah. you? Yeah.
1: But right this was the first year I like did my washing and brushing, and like one oh. of the nurses in the in the in the clinic is from Limburg City, and she was just she thought it was the most hilarious thing ever that we were grooming <laughs> and eight hundred kilo bull to bring him out for a sale. But um, I quite enjoyed.
2: Oh, I it. I saw actually. him on Instagram. He was yeah. I stuck um, him on yeah. instagram yeah. He yeah, was yeah. Class. It
1: was, it was, it was definitely. You know what it was nice was it was just locally, it was only in Kilmallock, so it wasn't a big deal, it, it took an awful lot more time to do it than I thought, which is typical of everything that I think is going to take no the time, it takes ages, but the the people that were there, there's an awful lot of part-time farmers of, like, in their 20s and 30s, like, that are, that maybe took over the farm from their dad, they got the farm from their uncle or whatever, and they're keeping a couple of pedigree cattle, and this is their sideline, and I was amazed at how many people that, you know, when you're in your own little bubble, you think, God, I might be crazy doing this, like, you know when you've got a load of other stuff going on but mm-hmm. then when you get down to somewhere like that you realize there's other people that are in the same boat and it's nice it, it's it's kind of like the in a way it's kind of like the Instagram thing where you actually get to meet people that are doing the same stuff as you and it was, yeah, it was a bit of crack yeah weird as that might sound for some people it was a bit of crack yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> you realize there was a load of other crazy people as well
1: Kind of, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: like it's not just me.
1: <laughs> yeah, in a way, you start to feel vindicated for for other people thinking you're, you're nuts for a while. Yeah. Now look, it's. I wouldn't want to be basing my mortgage repayments on it because.
2: <laughs> that was going to be my book. next question. Is there money to be made in it in this hobby of yours? Uh,
1: I I think if like if you got the land for free, maybe it might be. But if you were basing your land repayments on it, no.
0: Definitely.
1: No, uh, <laughs> no I just treat it as if if I break even on on what I have if you know what I mean taking out the the having bought the bit of land if I can if I can break even or I, I think I'll make a few quid on it this year I, I'd be happy it's more the it's more the sense of I suppose of achievement outside of work and the fresh air and and just still working yeah. with animals I suppose is nice
0: so that's one of the things that you would do maybe to unwind and kind of for your own well-being is there anything else that you do aim in, you know outside of veterinary you know, to just oh, like, headspace
1: before before we had kids. Like I used to love running, training. I'd run three, four nights a week to get into ten k. No hassle. I used to really like it, clear the head, mm-hmm. a bit of fresh air. You feel so good after it. And then nobody really prepares you for having three young kids running around the house. So running sort of went out the window. Now the the ambition is to get really clear the head. And I was at a stage where you kind of go, God, if I don't get out, get in, get a run in this evening i'll i'll feel kind of crappy you know mm-hmm. um but yeah kids take over so and life takes over a little bit so at the moment it's just my expensive hobby of cattle outside <laughs> and outside running around and after children
2: fishing.
1: yeah yeah <laughs> kind of yeah, yeah
2: so what you're saying really is you could do with more things more hobbies to help clear the head
1: <laughs> most definitely yeah yeah no look don't get me wrong like the kids are great as well um I know my wife and myself sit down at night and we're finished and we go, oh, like you just, that, that tears the head itself when everybody's gone to sleep. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's only, I suppose, it's only for a short period. So there are a bit of crack as well on the weekends and stuff. But um, yeah,
0: enjoy them. Yeah, look, with
1: everybody in lockdown and things, I suppose there's less places to go mm. at the weekend. Now, look, we're really lucky, I suppose, because we get to go to work every day still, whereas loads of people are sitting at home and can't go outside at all. So look, yeah. you kind of have to be thankful for what you got, I suppose, to an extent.
2: Me at yeah. the minute, I'm on lockdown, I'm in close contact.
1: Oh no. Yeah, so I can't easy, even go to the
2: shop. Oh, it's so frustrating because you keep like, you know what, I'll just pop out to the shop now to get out of the house. No, you can't. Mm. But it's like, funny,
1: like if you're if if you're off work and you're in the house and you kinda go, I don't want to go anywhere. You know, I want to stay in here and I want to light the fire and watch like binge watch TV series. And then when you're when you actually t- you're told you can't go outside, you're like, I need to go. I need oh, to go
2: somewhere. Yeah. And there's three of us in the house here now. Where Eva and I aren't doing too bad, but my cousin and her fiancé are staying with me. And David has never been idle a day in his life, and he can't cope.
0: Like he just,
1: he I must can't. be bouncing off the walls. Yeah, <laughs> <adjustment>. yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, <laughs> oh stuff. Yeah, we are quite lucky to be out and about. Amy I think we've, I've, we've definitely mentioned this on podcasts previous, but I, yeah. as large animal vets, it's a definitely perk. But I definitely feel there's a slight. I know the numbers and everything. I, I feel probably more wary now than i i was maybe back in definitely yeah yeah and i think the yeah. the looming kind of like oh god spring is a couple of weeks away and you know we could be down a vet or down like we're down a couple of vets at the moment but they'll be back mm. at the end of this week through cross contacts and whatnot but yeah it's a scary time really for for large animal vets i think to be um i think we really I don't know, the focus seemed to be on keeping all the, you know, because the small animals in my place anyway was kind of the risk area because we were outside, yeah, yeah. much less risk. But now with the new strain and I just think the numbers and everything, I think all of a sudden we've had to be like, okay, everyone wear masks. And, you know, I don't know, have you found that as well, Eamon? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Like as, as, exactly what you said. The first time it was, well, the small animal side of things, like you keep, the, keep everything curbside, don't let anybody mm. into the clinic or whatever. And it was kind of like, well, sure, you're a large animal, but you're outside. It's yeah. not a concern. You know, it doesn't make a difference. Whereas now, like like every second night, because Anya, my wife, is qualified the same year as me in the same class, and she works in our clinic um, oh. doing small animal work. So like every night we're sitting down at home, it kind of goes quiet and you go, God, what happens if, if one of you is out in the middle of the spring, like or two of you are out in the middle mm. of the spring or... or one of the one of the reception staff in the office test positive and there's four people out like you know and you're just kind of yeah you're almost just sticking your head in the sand going please don't let that happen because that's going to be carnage for 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 a while you know
0: Um, yeah it is yeah all you can do we're
1: we're doing as you say you wear your mask Mm. keep your social distance and we're trying to limit contact in the office it's different it's difficult for me and for in the other partner because you just you have to get in there to deal with all the different issues that arise during the day, but we're trying to keep all the rest of our large animal vets in as much as possible out of there, um, yeah. during working hours, so that at least if worst comes to worst, we still have people on the road to um, to service the emergency stuff anyway. You know?
0: Like yeah. we're actually started asking farmers now. You know when they ring in with a sick animal, do you have anyone in your household? As a positive or any are you experiencing any signs, and we would have never thought of asking them that before, I don't think anyway but idea. now yeah. we've started asking them because nearly there's a lot of close contacts in houses, maybe the farmers um you know their daughters or their sons or or whatnot yeah. and and uh yeah, I just think it's an extra it's an extra thing that we're kind of doing now at the moment, and we uh yeah. I don't know. But no, well, because even Annie, Annie, anecdotally,
1: I've heard of a, a couple of vets of, of that I'd be friendly with kind of going, I arrived out to a farm. And when I got there, the farmer was kind of going, do you know what? I probably should have said to you that I'm with close contact. And you're like, oh. Yeah. But I suppose, again, because we're in agriculture, we're a little bit insulated. And farmers are definitely insulated a little bit from it. So it probably doesn't even, they both, a lot of them don't even think of it until you get out of the Jeep, put on yeah. your mask. And they go, do you know what? I better do that as well. Like, yeah.
2: Yeah. But even the general public, like we do that now with people coming. Now they're all outside. The pr- the customers don't come into the practice, but we still, when they're coming for their appointment, we ask them over the phone, like with a questionnaire. Do you know, have you been tested, or are you isolating? Is anyone in your household isolating? Because they are just, if it's not them directly, sometimes you'd be amazed at people that like, they just forget. Like, oh yeah, yeah. actually, yeah. Mary is yeah. positive yeah. there, and sure, I just toddled down off to the vet, and we're doing. We do the same with the farmers as well. Do you know, we're like anybody in your household are you is anyone isolating because it just makes them remember again to be like oh yeah actually Do you know what, so. that's a
1: very good idea and we, we haven't been doing that um but yeah
0: yeah no that's the that
1: think... top of tomorrow's to-do list <laughs> top of tomorrow's to-do
0: list yes <laughs> um, Tips. and as you said earlier um eamon like you know you were saying about uh the community of vets now on instagram and you know how farmers and vets are and and small animal people and everyone is kind of learning from each other now through social media like what's your opinion of you know I, we, you're the move vet on um on instagram you have a great yeah. you have a great uh, instagram we're and, very lucky um, tonight
2: we have the move vet and the vet on the move, move. Yeah. <laughs> <Fun-tastic.
0: Yeah>. fantastic <laughs> yes
1: yeah i i i really enjoyed like and i know you mentioned this before i really enjoy instagram because it's a kind of a uh, like, I think it was, I can't remember who said it was the topical event. It was like, it was like that Lego movie where everything is awesome. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Instagram is great. Everybody's <laughs> yeah, yeah. kind of buzzing. And the, the negativity is so small. You actually kind of get a shock if somebody gives you a, a negative comment or kind of questions what you're up to. Whereas Twitter is, uh, I'm on there, but it's vicious. vicious. Like, it's like everybody's, it's like people are hiding behind the hedge waiting to pop up and <laughs> chuck their head off. Like, it's yeah, <laughs> So yeah, I'm I'm avoiding that like the plague. Mm. Um, and Facebook, I think I I have yet to, to come to terms with Facebook's algorithms and all that kind of jazz. So I know yeah, I I really like Instagram, and I do like the the kind of the positivity about the veterinary community on Instagram is good. You know, yeah. um, and like even even from the point of view of of um, my dog is after wandering in here now. Get rid of him again.
2: That's okay.
1: <laughs> He's gonna knock stuff over. What's his name. Um it's custo a weird name he's been he's been with me since we uh we qualified no okay nice since we qualified he's probably 14 now so oh he's God. he's just about toddling around he used to travel in jeep all the time in the front oh. seat but he's just not able now he goes from the fireplace to the to the back a kitchen
0: and that's pretty much it we'll yeah, have to stop. see custo sometime yeah. on the instagram i think
1: yeah i'll get him up yeah yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's he's, he's He's hugely Instagramable, actually. Yeah, I might, um, might, might pop him up there the yeah. I
0: find your topics so that you you do talk about they're they're always you know very like topical. They're you know they're very educational, and you know I learn a lot from your well, posts. That's, thanks, that's nice. Yeah. I think that they're they're very you know easy to read, and they kind of you know they're they're not like really basic, but they're they're just a step up that no matter who reads them, they'll get something from it. And I think that you've you're hitting the nail on the head with your posts and Thanks. i definitely think you should you should keep going with them as well and and you yeah, write for even, is it the farming indo you write for is it or
1: yeah or, i'm weekly with farming indo now for for more time consuming stuff yeah um <laughs> excellent I, I started writing with them back in 2014 i think i just i happened to be at a uh one of our clients had a beef farmer meeting you know where he was doing calf to beef and he was kind of a poster farmer such and he said, "Would you mind doing um doing a quick like probably two hundred people at it doing a quick just chat about coccidiosis because he had an issue with coccidiosis and prevention and stuff." And I did that, and there the was a woman called Louise was there at the time. She was deputy editor with the farming Indo, and she said, "Would you mind writing something with us?" And Darren McCullough was involved a lot at the time as well, and myself and Aiden, both of us, we kind of collaborated something together once or twice, and he randomly every so often, Darren would kind of email you and go any chance you get something for tomorrow so then I just started doing it basically because it was hard to coordinate the two of us to do it together even not a mind on short notice mm-hmm. and it sort of every so often then you get an email from, from them would you mind doing something on cattle next week and it was grand I enjoyed it because it sort of made you it made you question what you were almost on autopilot telling farmers all the time mm-hmm. you know like you'd have something in your head and you go well that's it almost becomes a fact and you've never gone and re-questioned it again so all of a sudden if yeah. you're putting it on paper you have to go hang on a minute I better make sure this is right you know because yeah. it's like everything It you, you think you're right until you're put on the spot it's almost like again PTSD of orals and finally you're like where <laughs> you know you're right until somebody asks you the question and you think everything I'm saying could possibly ah. be wrong so <laughs> um, it's great to um, I, I find it great just to check stuff up and I suppose in my head on Instagram or in the family window I'm, I'm just talking to To a client of ours to make it understandable so that they can kind of just take a little bit of it away. I mean, yeah, you can blind everybody with percentages and figures and like stratified squamous epithelium and all that kind of jazz, but like nobody's going to understand any of it really to an extent. You'll understand it yourself and the veterinary community will, but realistically, there's as many farmers on Instagram and I'm not saying like... When, you, when you're explaining stuff to farmers nowadays especially the new generation of farmers like they're way ahead of you like they're already yeah. like when you go in at the basics they're like yeah yeah I know all that stuff I want to know I want to know yeah. next level up the
0: next level yeah. up um, yeah
1: but I suppose it's just to sim- not to simplify it but to break it down so there's little to take home stuff out of it rather than because I know like <clears throat> when, when you're asking me about Instagram I find it great but like if I go onto a post that's got a ream of stuff on it underneath I go no. Nah like yeah like it, it bite-sized like and i know that's probably everybody's nature at the moment for media you want a bite-sized chunk and you don't want to waste time but like even if i click on somebody's stories and there's 70 little stories on it i'll just be like ah, look i'll get that some other time be grand <laughs> <around." laughs> whereas if there's if there's three or four or five and you can take something from it it's great you know so yeah. that's kind of the way i look at it here
0: well, I definitely, uh, I, my posts are, I, I start on a roll and then I can't stop and then I'm like, oh, but I need to put in treatment and then I need to put in prevention and then I need to put in about how, like, how it starts and how, you know, the mechanism and then my friends are like, Hazel, why don't you just do a post on treatment? or just on prevention. <laughs> and I'm like, I know it's really hard. I've cut down just, the
2: rabbit hole now. I've just
0: done like words. Ha- I'm really trying yeah. now to, to to condense them and, and, and yeah. you know, but... Uh, well, in fairness
1: is when, when, when you click on yours, you're into a case and it's interesting and it's always topical. Like, So at least you, once you hold somebody's interest, you're in. But I mean, yeah. I, I know, like, I, I've, I kind of followed a whole lot of people at the start on Instagram and sometimes you click on a story and, it starts off with well this morning I got up and I had something for breakfast and then <laughs> I got in the car and it's, you're kind of going great okay. when does it get to the good stuff and you're <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, moving, you're moving on to see somebody doing surgery on a cowlap yeah oh, so I know. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And and Evan, our- can I ask you were saying there when because of your writing you found that it's made you have to like stop and say Jesus maybe I've been doing this now for 15 years and I've not changed so maybe I need to relook and see what's new or whatever and yeah. do you tend to then practice i suppose what you preach have you found many instances where you've been like jesus i've been doing this this way and there's this whole new thinking on something well, and i'm going to try that like that, has that happened yeah. to you or in a
1: way but well, the one good thing we have is around here and where i'm working in tipperary there's i think there's 10 or 11 vets that were in our year that are working within within tipperary i'm mean, like Wait. there's a good few of the yeah there's a good few of the, the guys i was friendly with in college the year our year and the year behind us that we were on the WhatsApp group There's maybe okay. 20 of us on it and like i suppose in a way if you write something in the paper you'll get called out very very quickly it. oh, <laughs> if, yeah. it's, if it's dodgy like i know there's there was um i got a couple of photos done for it and uh, yeah it's been kind of non-stop abuse pretty much When but but it's great because like and i think like it sounds like it sounds like I'm an ancient like but when we started off <laughs> when we qualified in six like whatsapp wasn't wasn't available no, you know exist. like google even it's so horrible like google maps wasn't even there i sound like a 70 year old man like google yeah. we were driving around in the car with our os maps. trying to find the <laughs> and like you had the merc veterinary manual under the jeep and you were and getting it out when you pulled over thumbing through or trying to find the answers to questions whereas now like you go out on the farm you see something weird that you don't know or you, you're not quite sure about you it's very easy to go to the farmer well look i'm not 100 percent sure here do you mind if i take a video i'll ask a couple of people that know what they're up to and i'll come back to it and like all of a sudden you've got a load of people to come together to go well do you know what i saw something like that before or i was at a lecture or i was at a webinar with somebody that mentioned that and you get info really quick, like, and, and yeah. I think that network, that kind of networking is great, you know, because you, you, like, somebody might have seen something at a, at a lecture that they thought was never, that was never um, useful or they were at a webinar that was never useful. And suddenly one of the lads pops up a photo and he goes, I've seen this animal today and I don't know what story is here. And you yeah. get a bit of to and fro one about histories and all of a sudden somebody goes, but you know what I was at? Charles Shavash or something gave a talk somewhere or whoever gave a talk and they were covering this and you go, you know what, that could be it. And yeah. you go from having no idea what's going on to maybe knowing exactly what's going on really quickly and, and that keeps you up to date all the time too, you know.
2: Yeah, it keeps it fresh I suppose when everyone is mm. working together. Yeah. I think lots of practices yeah. kind of have that now as well internally even I find like we have with our, in our practice all the vets and nurses so there's often two, we're two sites so there'll often be cases shared even internally you know, which is
1: yeah, but like good. we like we we work all our calls and our our, our calling system through WhatsApp now, so everybody's right. on the WhatsApp group. The call pops up on it when you get back to the GP. You open it up and you see where somebody is and you take it. So yeah, we, it's great that you can even share it that way too. You know. Yeah,
0: yeah. that's a good idea. Yeah, mm. yeah. Cause so we even, don't know where anyone is. Sometimes <laughs> it's um, yeah. it's
2: coming up to spring, and we were talking about these questions the other day, and we were saying your top survival tips for spring, maybe non-clinical. Like, what are some we know that Hazel has bought all of Molloy's. Yep.
0: yeah, And a metal detector. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but what are I your... I can't wait to see that
0: now it arrives. Yeah, <laughs> <method wait>. <laughs> I think it could be another couple of months, I'd say. <laughs> it's on yeah, the slow boat. It's coming the It's, it's going to take a
2: while. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what are your top tips for spring preparation or what do you do? Anything you do or... No, you just... Launch into their
1: like, I, I was thinking about this today, and I was thinking like I remember when I qualified first. Like spring was so daunting. Was like oh my god, spring is coming. It was like it was like Game of Thrones. Like you know, winter. going is coming. It's going yeah. to be a disaster, and it's going <laughs> to be so terrible. Like, I it, I just find the more than we do, the the less kind of trepidation there is about it. Like yeah. I I know this spring is coming, and I'm just kind of going well. Like ultimately how bad is it going to be, you know, like you're, 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 it's going to get busy. You're going to get the work done. And then you might have a night or two on call, but there's going to be some time off as well. Like, so, and like everybody is, it, it, it's kind of gone from sort of being thrown in on your own where you don't get to chat to anybody. You're just running from one call to the other. Like even when we're talking about WhatsApp, everybody's communicating and contacting with each other. And I mean, we do a good bit of what we started doing in our practice in the last couple of years is, prioritising a little bit. So you know you get called out to a calf with pneumonia and if that happens in the summertime, you've got all the time in the world to do a kind of um a full heart health plan on pneumonia like, you know? Yeah. Whereas if you're on the spring and you're on a Saturday and you're first on call and a guy calls you out to two calves with pneumonia, it's an awful lot easier to treat them and go, listen, do you know what I'll do? If you don't mind, I'm under a lot of pressure, I'm going to a cow cabin, I'll give you a balls when I'm in the Jeep and we'll go through stuff or I'll book you in Monday for a consult or whatever. And none of the farmers mind that, I don't think, um, because if they've got a cow calf or they've got an emergency, they don't want you standing in the yard with another guy letting off smoke bombs in the shed, wondering how his <laughs> ventilation is. You know, so <laughs> we've we've kind of started a little bit of just started prioritizing stuff a little bit, and you get through the day a bit quicker. Um, mm. And ultimately, like you're only, the way you only look at it is you're only one person. Like so, you get get through the work, and
2: yeah.
1: it it it's never it it's always. I think it's not like everything looking, thinking about it is actually worse than doing it. Yeah. To be honest, exactly. I'm kind of looking forward to it because it feels like for the last eight months, it's just been TB testing, TB mm. testing, TB testing, A little bit of scanning, more TB testing. <laughs> I'm kind of looking forward to a bit of, a it's bit of, um, work. Work. A, bit of a bit of a bit of a buzz. So, yeah. yeah,
0: it is. It's yeah, like a, yeah. like A&E, isn't it? Like, I know, I know a few A&E doctors and they give out about the tiredness and things, but they love the buzz and I know people that they've, they've left it and now they do say, God, I really miss the buzz And yeah, I, like I, I say to my practice, like, you know, I test a lot, but in the spring I test only one day a week. So I get, oh, it's the only time of year that I get my, really, I get my clinical work. So, you know, I really enjoy, like, I know it's daunting, but I do enjoy that kind of waking up in the morning and thinking, God, what is ahead of me now today? It could be, a disaster or it could be brilliant you know and yeah, some, you get yeah. those really good surgery days and you just get those you know where the calls fall into yeah. place and they're all you know but yeah. obviously you get and bad it, days too but we,
1: yeah i was gonna say we all get crappy days but yeah even again i was thinking about it today i mean like as like when you're when you're on call and you're busy and it's all consuming and you think god i'm, I'm the busiest person on the planet here at the moment and i mean all i ever think of is like even think of your reception staff and stuff who are like we at. We think we're over at the cold face of it when we're in the middle of the spring. And we're busy doing calls and stuff. But like, there, it definitely could be worse to an extent because like, I mean, if you're in like, I see in our clinic in the office. If you go in and you you do office work, let's say, if someone, somebody's out and you cover the office in the spring, it's nonstop. Yeah. And like, they 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 have got farmers looking for their cards. They want a call done. They want to know where the vet is because the cow's cabin, mm-hmm. There's small animal RTA, and they're 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 getting it round like all the time there's no let up kind of you know um. and in a way they probably get the brunt of the maybe the nastiness from that are tired and wondering why the vet is late and that mm-hmm. kind of thing you know so in a way I think I kind of think we're a little bit we're, we're lucky in a way that when we get to a yard 99 times out of 100 people are relatively happy to see us coming you know yeah. whereas maybe if you're in the reception and you're on the end of the phone and you're, he's given out, why isn't the vet here? Like, you know, it, I, I think in a way as, as hard as it is and as tough as it is in the spring, um, it it's, we're, we're, looking in a way that, that, as in, we're, there's a bit of a hero complex in it, I suppose, that, that, yeah. somebody's ringing team looking effort. for you to come yeah. and, and yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody's ringing, looking for, for your, for your vet to come out and, and, and do something like, they're they're looking for your service. They're not. It's not like when you're coming out on day two with TB testing, and they think there's reactors. They like they don't want to see you coming. Usually, if they, if you're driving into the yard in the spring, you're you're coming to solve the problem for them, and they're they're relatively happy to see you coming. You know. So I think that's a bonus.
0: I think just looking after yourself, just keeping yourself well, eating as much you know, good food and, and all those kind of things as well and just minding yourself. Yeah. Um, good wellies. Definitely. Good wellies, yeah. <laughs>
1: or oh, warm wellies.
0: Yeah. Warm wellies. God, neoprene warm wellies is quite neoprene- yeah. Once you can find your wellies, you're grand. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. And just, yeah, bucket loads of of, uh, loads of coffee then.
0: Yes. Yeah. Lots of coffee, obviously. Not that instant yeah. stuff. Um, we, um, got yeah.
2: a, we got uh, a question in from somebody during the week, um, so I guess you can both answer it. But I'll give you the question. But to you first, Damon. And it was someone who was saying that during um, uterine prolapses that they struggle uh, getting the epidural to work. So any tips on that? Sure. And and also they they struggle a lot when replacing um, uter- uteruses of cows that are have are chronically. Or prolapse all the time so any tips on that okay.
1: um, <clears throat> I think sedation first of all is like I, I think that's the best drug we have well obviously outside of pain relief maybe but sedation is just fantastic like I mean if you yeah. it, a lot of the time it's going to be suckers beef cattle that are prolapsing anyway so I think the first thing you do is, is make it safe for everybody so like if I'm coming to a prolapse I'll walk out of the jeep put my wellies on go get some sedative and when I first sedate I'll go and go back and then think about giving my epidural because like if you're you've got something that's bouncing around the crush that's already stressed and is going a little bit mental chances you're getting the epidural right are slim slim, slim. yeah <laughs> you're trying not to get kicked or get killed like whereas if you get some sedative in and the animal's gone nice and well restrained and everything you have an awful lot better chance of, of hitting the spot that you want with your epidural right. and I mean yeah, you're, I totally like, you agree. read the yeah you read the books and you go oh use the hanging drop technique and all this sort of thing and I'm thinking if the animal is trying to climb the wall
2: that's not getting working. a needle
1: into it at all is going to be a bonus not to mind trying to get it into the exact space you want to get it into you know mm-hmm. um i remember when we were when we started off what they used to do was when the animal was sedated put my put my finger exactly where i wanted it to go and just get a bit of red marker spray and spray around it so all you were left with in was the little dot where your finger used to be that you want to pop your needle into it made a bit of a difference oh, yeah. um very good
0: and oh, then yeah. for chronic
1: prolapses i'm a big fan of 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 saying that this cow is not gonna reproduce and is a high risk, so let's remove the prolapse as opposed to trying to struggle for an hour putting in a chronic prolapse that is already devitalizing and under pressure. Um so just do a just hysterectomy rather than rather than trying to put the
2: prolapse Hard back than on. suffer. Um,
0: I've never yeah, I've only ha- I've only done one and it died, I'd say before I got back to the van. So um <laughs> any tips on, on how to do one, Eamon? <laughs>
1: No, did from you, a lovely little in like... cork. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's um, did you did you try and tie it off like like cat sure, or? I was, or... say I was only about
0: three months out of college and I decided to try <laughs> and um, yeah. try and. Uh, I, I didn't have a bander. Is that how you do them?
1: Mm,
0: yeah. Yeah. Or and then yeah. I tried to do it like a like a horse cesarean and try and. Yeah. It's, I've tried uh, one of them
1: before and, and very similar. I was back at the van washing up and I know that like, yeah. she was very, very shook when I started but oh, yeah. goes, I don't think don't think she's breathing and I was yeah no she's not Yeah no no, no. no. um but no that yeah the bander technique works. I, I'm a big fan of that, yeah. 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 Because like you know yourself you you start picking up a uterus and your fingers start going through it and your hands start going through it like you know when your heart and soul, even if you get that back in, that cow's getting pertinitis in a day, like and, yeah. And it, it, it's a long drawn out mm-hmm. disaster. Whereas, at least if you can stand up and go, well, look, that's beyond anybody's Mm. ability to salvage it.
0: I think mine was even gone green that time, or something. I was like, oh, cool, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Apparently, only it's Um, only out an hour or two. Apparently, I was like. (laughs) "Mm." It's like, that so? yeah, yeah.
1: that's a summer hour now hour rather than a, that a hour hour. Yeah.
0: yeah so the bander technique yeah um i think and and just another te- i never even thought of it but i in me and my gadgets i purchased a um easy bossy kind of uh what, what, mouth gag thing the other day you kind of it's like a dosing drenching i see it, that word it, yeah. it distracts them doesn't it? yeah so it distracts them so if you put it down they can't force because their esophagus they can't close their esophagus which I never thought about so you could probably do that with something like um if you were really struggling with something like your your um your pumping your your agres pump agres. um That's very yeah. interesting yeah so I was thinking god if I only knew that back in the day when I had these big suckler cows oh, and Kerry yeah. forcing against me yeah. and I you know, I used to always be a bit cautious of how much I gave as well. Like, so I'd only give maybe two or three mils, but now I'm kind of four, five, oh, six mils. Oh, banging in, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So that's my tips. I don't know,
1: yeah. Wide safety margins, I think. Yes. Yeah. yes, yes, yes,
0: yes. <laughs> um, your funniest vet moment now that we're on these kind of, uh, what would be, have you anything that sticks out in your mind, Damon? Like a call, it doesn't have to be. It's funny
1: when you mentioned I was only about three months out of college. I was thinking about this day. I was like, funny vet moments like a lot of your funny vet moments are only funny to yourself and maybe the farmer that's
0: <laughs> in the middle of it. But
1: I, I just remember, and it might not be that funny, but just when you said about being three months out of college and being a hero, like our, we started working in July, me and Aiden at the same time. And I was on call the second day we started work. because so I was on call the Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. And our boss just went, there's the phone. If you get a call, do it. Book go together if you want, no problem. Like literally green out of college, 23 years yeah. old. And we got a call to a cow cabin, out the field. And um, when we got there, it had been cabin maybe a day. The calf was dead and emphysematis. If it was now, I'd have just yeah. said, look, the cow was wrecked. I'd have just said, look, there's, there's nothing salvageable <laughs> here. Do, yeah. But like, sure, when you're two days, literally, out of college, like you go, oh, <laughs> we're going to, we're going to start." The two lads old, like, rock so,
0: up. <laughs> yeah,
1: two boys rocked up. And we started doing an embryotomy first, or fetotomy. Um, and I still remember it. Aidan stuck. A fairly impressive blade, like, straight into my hand at one stage Ooh. on the top of my. Knuckles. So then we decided, right, well this isn't going to work. We're going to do a cesarean on an his yeah. cap. So we took it into a section and like it was bright when we started. and I remember it was it was dark, and we were still stitching up. And every so often there was some match going on somewhere. The farmer would get a phone call and tell him the score. He'd walk away with a flashlight, and we'd be left oh. in the pitch
0: dark.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> like ultimately. Yeah, ultimately that didn't end well at all. Um oh, and even when we were we were washing up and I was like, Well that was that was horrendous. But we were still thinking, Do you know what? We might have saved the cow, which we didn't obviously. Um and as I was cleaning up, I was like, God, there's an awful lot of blood on my hands and it was my own, not the <gasps> not the not the cows that managed to reap me with the with the knife. So yeah, as <laughs> really, really naive.
0: Um, but at least blood. it was two of you though. Yeah. Like you kind of Yeah. yeah.
1: And the farmer, like, was, like, this isn't just tell you about the type of farmer. The farmer was delighted that we made the effort to try and save the animal. And yeah. he was very happy that, 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 and we, like, we were saying, Jesus, that was, like, scary, no help. It wasn't, like, I just think now when people are saying, like, oh, I want to get, I want to find, and, and you should, like, you want to find a practice out of college where I'm mentored and where I'm guided. Like, we were just literally turfed off the cliff and best of luck guys yeah. hope it works out for you and yeah but it it, it did end up being re- when and you've got two you people together, it ends up, it's almost like a continuation of college like I yeah it's it's a <laughs> well-rounded disaster zone like yeah yeah i like i at, at some point you look back at it and you go i wonder how we held on to any clients there for a while because like when when it got quiet we used to just both jump in the jeep together and go off and do a call like you know and, and it literally was like being in college but being out of college it was it was good fun actually because mm. at least you had a bit of backup you know where there was where there was nothing else it wasn't like you as like i said there was no whatsapp groups so we were kind of on our own a bit and uh, yeah it was good they kept getting our names mixed up so if we made a horrendous mistake you try and blame the other guy for it
0: you know? <laughs> 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 oh no i didn't see that cow no that wasn't me no
1: no, no that was no, the other. no fella,
0: no, yeah. no 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 oh i get that with good. my I get that with my um, work colleague. We both have kind of brown hair and we're both tall and like people, people that know me and people that, like they stop her and like knock on the, knock on the van. Cause we drive the same van, like pretty much the same ridge. And she always, she's like, Oh Jesus, who are you? <laughs> and, um, and then they're like, Oh, Hey, so that's your cow there. And I'm like, no, I've never seen that cow nope. before. No, no. Are you sure? Yeah. Positive. Yeah. Um, but The
1: worst of it is you have to be, you have to be confident enough that you're looking at going, did I?
0: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so no, no, no. If it's alive,
1: but, I'll take it. If it's not, I won't. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think it's just because we're two girls with brown hair, so we're pretty much the same. People, the same person. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we drive the same van. Yeah. So um yeah so look um Eamon, your biggest life lesson kind of finally we'll we'll, we'll deep, wrap it up it? now yeah. yeah we like our deep um, questions here on Vets yeah yeah um
1: biggest life lesson ah oh, that's my biggest life lesson. Literally don't, I won't say don't take everything so seriously, but don't get so wrapped up in, in I suppose, work and mm. all that comes with it. I mean, like I was, I would have been the cardinal sin person of being, I'm a vet, so I'm working, do as much work as I possibly can. Like, don't say no to any of the farmers, go and do it. And like, my wife will tell you as much as anything else. We had our we had our second kid four years ago. He had heart surgery the day after he was born and we didn't know what was going to happen around them and I just remember sitting up in Crumlin and there was farmers ringing my phone because they obviously didn't know I was off so they were wondering what the story was and I was kind of thinking to myself god like it could really be an awful lot worse you know so you may as well like just like I know like when we're talking about the spring coming and stuff but just uh, I wouldn't take everything to heart yeah I think
0: you've <laughs> like, got a great attitude not saying that I don't take yeah. stuff to heart but... I know but I think you've got a great attitude because I think um, as large animal vets, we can get consumed with the anxiety of spring. And, you know, we just crack on, do our work. We're, we're only one person. We can only be one place at one time. And that's all we can do. So,
1: yeah. And try and enjoy it some little bit. As I said, not to say that I don't have my cranky days where everyone in the office is going, what's wrong with him today? Like, but, <laughs> you know, in, in, the, in, the, in the larger scheme of things, like, there's, it, it definitely could be a lot worse, like, you know. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, Eamon, thank you so much for for coming on the podcast. Oh, I think we've I didn't covered
1: for you for the last. No, we've you.
0: had some great, like, great conversation. Um, you are, you know, like the man behind the move you know, you, you, I think I like it's going to, be exclusive.
1: to get in front of the camera but we've got to keep it that way.
0: And I think like, I think you've got a great attitude to life and you know, you're just, you're, you know, you can tell that you love veterinary as well, but you, you know, you love, you love things outside of veterinary as well, which is always ideal. Um, mm. but we have a quick fire round that we have for all our, um, Would we say victims maybe, um, or guests. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but nothing, nothing too serious now tonight. But um, so I have, we just have a quick, so quick fire. Will I start with the
2: ones I have, and then you
0: go for it, Michelle. Yeah.
2: Okay. Um, left or right approach to an LDA.
1: Left or right? I literally have to stand behind it and think about it. Left approach? No, right approach. Sorry, right approach. It,
2: whiskey or wine?
1: Um, ah, whiskey, yeah.
2: Mountains or the sea mountains testing or scanning
1: scanning all day every day yeah
2: <laughs> limerick or tip
1: oh well come on <laughs> limerick
0: limerick <laughs> <laughs> okay go um, sexy peas or sexy legs <laughs>
1: that's a difficult one probably peas I'd say Hidl, yeah
0: yeah totally <laughs> <laughs> god there's nothing better than a good sexy tea i must <laughs> yeah, say yeah <facts>. um, <laughs> anyone that doesn't know um, follow both uh, myself and in, both AIM and myself on instagram leave yeah, them uh,
1: guessing if they don't know yeah be very yeah, yeah yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> um this is from your competition green and black dark or milk chocolate
1: Oh well, milk for me, but dark for the calf. Yeah, dark
0: for the calf. That's a, like, did you know that prior to Anna True's telling the world about it, or yeah,
1: I'm, and I was, yeah. I was like, I was trying to go, don't, don't go for the good stuff. Don't be giving away Milky Ways and stuff. You want them for yourself.
0: Yeah, <laughs> go
1: yeah, for yeah. the top shelf for your calf.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and um, if you had to vote someone as president of Ireland, would you vote Aidan Doyle, your um? partner in crime um and or um tommy heffernan
1: oh tommy because if i voted Aiden then he'd be down a vet for the spring so oh yeah tommy, yeah <laughs> <Boom>. <laughs> and
0: Easy. that's no
1: that's no disrespect to Tommy yeah no Tommy all the way yeah he, tommy he, he, all the he, way. he's gonna to need to diversify soon again anyway so president yeah.
0: <laughs> president Tommy for president yes definitely yeah yes Hashtag. Um, yeah. Yeah. perfect
2: well, thanks so much, Emma. It's been really good to have you on. Oh yeah, it was a bit of
0: crack. I enjoyed that, yeah. yeah, Great. Thank you so much. Thank you for
2: listening to the Pen Space Ireland podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And to
0: find out more, go to FedspaceIreland.ie. And don't forget to check us out on social media and tag us whilst you're listening to the podcast. We'd love to see it.